Welcome to the cocoon, where the 99% transform into 100%. I'm your host, Michael Baker, and you're listening to the Open Door Podcast Series. Please welcome my guest from Portland, Oregon, Jennifer Marino. Today, I'm speaking with another one of my very good friends. Everybody in here is my good friend. <laughs> you should say, well, of course, that's who I'm talking to. Jen Marino. Jen. Uh, hello. Uh, well, hello. Hi. <laughs> You just, we, we both just ate, so we're like, we just came to the studio on Russian here, and my belly's full. Uh, I ate, I ate. Where we, we ate, and we're going to talk about eat. <laughs> we're going to talk about eat. I just ate at um, the old Abby's table. Oh. That's where I met, that's where we met. But it's now called uh, Tokyo Portland, I believe. It's fancy over there. It's a little, it's a little. See, but this is what we could have did. We were, actually, Abby was talking about doing that, all these things, and then Nong, is it Nong? None. None. Yeah, she has a. Would you like to share? Yeah, she has a. She she does she does chicken and rice and chicken rice liver and chicken livers and or extra chicken or extra and chicken. extra rice. Yeah, yeah, it's some good stuff. Anyway, um, wh- I'm glad to see what has happened there. But uh, we're here to talk today about Jen in <laughs> food. <laughs> so Jen, um, tell everybody about yourself. What you doing? What am I doing? Well, I'm kind of uh, in between two worlds of uh, working as a mental health counselor and also taking my background as a health supportive chef and uh, using food as medicine to um, work with clients to kind of wake up from their trauma. Um, So uh, it's not necessarily like food therapeutics where the foods are designed to treat certain illnesses, but... um, to actually look at their um, conditions, their anxiety, their depression, um, to kind of get them to work with their hands. And you're seeing more of that happening these days in wellness centers, counselors working um, with clients. So it's been very rewarding. Let's talk about um, actually how you came into the food world, so to speak. Uh, How do you get to, to desire to want to do some of the things that you wanted to do, such as in mental health or uh, create wonderful foods? How did I get into the food world? Yeah. Oh, it was just one sprig of time. Do I want to pick some time? Well, I mean, okay. The I, herb. The herb. All right. I met you at Abby's table. Right. And before that, uh, I had been working with Tressa Yellig. Um, she has a broth bar in town. And... Uh, she had a community-supportive kitchen membership, and so the whole idea of making health-supportive um, supplemental um, bulk items so that if people were still interested in cooking for themselves, they can just enhance and anchor um, with these nutrient-dense products. And so I started becoming more interested in the healing um ingredients and uh and treating myself and uh and i have a background in mental health and so you know i worked with abby for years and she was developing uh you know personal chefing and catering and doing these different themed dinners and so there's um a ton of inspiration that I still have within myself to to share and to also practice compassion and to um just deepen my craft as a counselor as well Mm -hmm. so it's not just hiding and cooking the food but also connecting with with clients and and orchestrating these dinners so that um, people have the opportunity to come together to make contributions to connect Um, I think that's um, why I respect the food medium so much Um, it's not just about putting together an impressive plate but it's you know 
pulling people closer in? You know, everybody, most people I, I know who are who I have brought here say the same thing. And so, um, let me tell me about what your vision is again about what you want to do um, when it comes to you know bringing people together and also focusing on mental health. You say that quite a bit. So yeah, I I, I think that um, you know. Oftentimes, people are hesitant um, to go to therapy, and maybe they don't want to isolate themselves and have a one-on-one experience. And so it's uh, a little more comforting to have an opportunity to sit and just very casually have a meal together and to talk about hard things like hmm. trauma, like any type of mental health symptom that one might be experiencing, and, and to have that be... Um, just welcomed and and with humor and with light and with food. Um, so it's to so my vision is to work with clients still um, in the same capacity that I'm currently working now mm-hmm. with, which is one on one, and um, and then to also have these healing dinners where people can just uh, come and learn and. And when you say learn. Uh, learn about what I mean what do you what do you envision are they learning about food are they learning about uh, are they talking to therapists are they are there naturopaths how how is this this vision uh, fold out for you I think they're learning how to find inspiration and to take the time to be inspired um, mm-hmm. oftentimes you know, Pulling together a meal, people are so, oh, how did you do this? How did you make this meal? Well, it's it's about stopping and pausing and taking notice. Mm-hmm. And it's just a slowing down. And I think for me, food has been, um, it's given me the opportunity to kind of slow down and, and turn inward, which is also what the therapeutic experience is like. So yeah. they're very complimentary. Um, will therapists be there with at these wellness clinics that I envision? Maybe. Um, but we have to start with the food and the growing food as well. And so I'm. Tell me about that. Yeah, I'm working with an urban uh, designer, and he's looking to bring more resources to um, communities east of 82nd. Um, and east so of 82nd. East of 82nd. Yeah. So teaching them. What? So there's one right now in the Woodstock neighborhood, mm-hmm. and so has well, I. Excuse me. When you say one, what's the, what does he have? Is it a is it a it's a garden? It's a garden. Yeah, okay. he has a garden, and and he wants to take that and expand. Um, there's a church that's opening up so that we can use that space, and also uh, just tearing up lawns so that gardens are growing in front lawns, and teaching people how to do that. And we'll be working with children, and so there are so many people who who want to come together. And so, yeah, it starts with growing the food. Yeah. You know, what I just heard you say is one of the visions, and I say I have, I don't want to, I always tell people, you know, I have, <laughs> I'm an innovator. So it's not that I'm going to be doing these things, it's that I can uh, help facilitate these things. And so one of the things that I've seen, you know, people doing is that, is when you say urban farming, I'm, I see people growing it in their um their backyards. But when I say people, people coming in to support that because, hey, listen, I don't, I'm not going to, you know, take care of all of my garden. I definitely would have some people come and help me, but I would definitely lend out my yard uh, to people to garden for the community, to, to feed people, to feed myself. Wonderful, organic, healing foods. That's what I'm hearing. Is this, is this the case or how does that work? How do you guys do this? 
almost like a like a communal intentional environment yeah it could be that it could be that um i envision setting people up to age gracefully and to have the support um so that you know they don't have to move into a property management company and Mm -hmm. instead there can be a more um complimentary nourishing health supportive environment for them to to age and then there can be intergenerational where there are children and children give us so much yes Um, so you're talking about full-fledged community developing an actual community centered around these concepts you're not just talking about you know going to someone's house and doing this is that what i'm hearing wow yeah, you can you remember this is edited. You can take time to, right. to think. Yeah. Um I think something like that will happen down the road, but to start it's just bringing awareness and um I mean so many people are curious about how do I take a small space and how do I maximize it? You know, people are overwhelmed by watering systems and do I have to be there all the time? So the idea of sharing space um it doesn't have to be like a a big, mm-hmm. big you know just sharing space. When you say sharing space, what do you mean? Just by strengthening that? neighborhoods. Strengthening neighborhoods. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And okay, so you have some. Thi- we have some things going on. You've been doing quite a bit, actually. Jin has. I got to tell you, you talk about community, and uh, people collaborating. I hear a lot of people say that they want to collaborate. Um, you know, and they they hear what I'm doing and others are doing, and they want to do these. You know world-changing things, the new economy and, and you know, collaboration and cooperation. And when it comes down to it, <laughs> people, they're stuck in their old habits. So, uh, but I will tell you, Jin, every event, every single thing that uh, I have said, Jin, we need someone to cook, which not just cook, I mean, Jin and, and, and uh, her co-partner, John, who has helped us out quite a bit, have made these amazing meals for us. Um, for the, the for the events that we were really prototyping, really this has all been prototyping uh, to what we're doing. But she has been there every step of the way. I mean, not getting paid money, but getting we call it use value. Uh, but I I have th- you are rare in this, and so I just want to say thank you for this, and I want people to know that that you are a true collaborator, and. Um, you know, and you believe in what you're doing, and obviously, you're. You, I think that you believe in what we're doing together to be able to do that. So yeah, I mean, thank you. It's an opportunity to exercise creativity and um, to cultivate new relationships. And uh, yeah, I mean, if I can be creative, I'm not thinking about getting paid. It's in time. I think this will all kind of take off to the places we are expecting them to yeah and 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 it and it the energy does move itself and so anyway thank you for that okay uh thank you i want to talk about um jen's going to be coming on tour with us she knows this (laughs) so when i say tour you know we're touring throughout portland uh then we'll be doing seattle san francisco uh cabo san lucas and now hawaii keep saying hawaii you don't know this yet i don't oh i got some friends who have some farms down there who i just I hadn't seen for a long time mm-hmm. that it has invited us down there to to do um, retreats and to do these workshops. And so um, I'm very excited about that. Very excited. Nice. Hawaii. <laughs> when is this happening? Uh, 
You know. This you winter? Know, you know the story. You know, you never know. We hit, well, it depends on if people come and support us. You guys were asking for your support to support this vision. And so um, however we, we move this energy is, is how we can... Um, you know, move with each other. That's what it all takes. It just takes all of us to work together to do this. So I can't say the timing, um, but I hope soon because I'll tell you, January and February, <laughs> when in Portland, I want to get out. So I'm hoping uh, sometime soon there. But um, on these tours, Jen will be, uh, you know, doing her magic. We'll be cooking. We'll be cooking with other chefs and collaborating with other artists, and we're going to be co-creating many different things uh, surrounded about food and community and creativity. And you know, this is a short interview, but I just because I want everybody to get to know you just a little bit, you know, showcasing you. Um, but everyone talks about this one meal that you made. We did a a dinner that was highlighting. Um, uh, it's now called Revive Commons. Uh, Daniel Miller and I won't even say the name because I don't know Eli's last name. Oh. <laughs> Eli, 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 sorry about your last name. It's it's such an interesting last name, but from Revive Commons. And anyway, we did this event uh, and it was all vegetarian. It was the Indian meal, remember? Oh, I wasn't sure if you were referring to the, uh, the spleen supportive Indian summer dinner that we did. That was... Which one was that? That was in Ben's backyard. <gasps> oh, okay. All right. I All right. think that you too know was vegetarian. Let's, let's, that was, and that's actually our first one. All right, so let's just talk about... A, just hanging the in the feel. yard. Let's, so one of our first events that we did to, to start all this off was... We worked with, uh, it was my acupuncturist at the time, Mara Dogwart, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a wonderful uh, therapist in town. And uh, she and I, we collaborated on a health-supportive Chinese five-element dinner to support the spleen and and we're actually in that phase right now Mm -hmm. transitioning out of indian summer today is actually first first day day of autumn yeah yeah so um we're moving into you know long supportive ingredients but before fall we had um spleen supportive ingredients so lots of root vegetables and i think we had a butternut squash Mm mm-hmm Soup with azuki beans, and those are really good for eliminating dampness in, in the Pacific Northwest. That's a good ingredient to... So things like that, you know. Um, I, I like to geek out on identifying those ingredients and creating um, a well-balanced flavor profile with lots of color. And um, the Indian dinner, I don't remember. I think the raita was fun. It was roasted red onion, and there's some yogurt in What's there. A raita? What's a raita? Raita you... is like a, like a yogurt sauce. Oh, okay. It's oftentimes paired with but your it was, doll. Okay. I think we had a chickpea um, uh, masala, mm-hmm. and there was some flatbread there. I think everyone ate the flatbread. And this was all this was all from you, scratch. You've been doing all pretty much because you know, of course, we worked at Abby Abby's table. That Abby's, was a wonderful platform. Yeah, uh, Abby's table for gluten free. I, D- I mean, gluten, I, dairy, sorry, free. Gle- gl- gluten? Glu- gluten, 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 dairy, gluten. soy, wheat, refined sugar free. You know, she did it all. And every week there was a different theme. And if we can if we can create something like that and, and really kick it up a notch and have um, health practitioners, because at the time we were collaborating with naturopathic doctors over at uh, NCNM mm-hmm. and they would come in and they would give talks on behalf of the menus. And I think that that's a. It's an element that people really, they, they look for that. You know, they want to know. I mean, there are nutritionists and, and health coaches that, who work at uh, clinics, and they're part of 
clients' treatment plans, and I think that's becoming more um, practiced Absolutely. in people's health care. So um, if I can be uh, an RX uh, cook here for, for Blue Voice, then, um, yeah, let's take it one step at a time and, and keep cooking those delicious meals. Absolutely, yes. So, uh, you know, I want to go back here. We were talking about the two events that we did. So we did the first one with Mara, um, and that was wonderful. That was at our friend Ben Garvey's home. He's also on here. Um, and we just did it outside, and it was really small, and we charged nothing, basically, for it. I mean, it was, we just paid for the food. And it was outstanding. Everyone loved it. We set it up outside. Um, uh, it was about, I think, about four or five courses, Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a four-course meal. Four-course meal. Um, it was delicious. Mara talked. She shared. Um, and people learned a bit. And they wanted these. They wanted these. Now, you know, when you're, when you're creating things and you're prototyping, things take a while. Uh, and so that was, a, that was about a year, a year and a half ago now. Wow. Uh, pretty amazing. And then we did another one. We've done many, but we did this other one that everyone loved, and you you cooked the, that uh, the Indian meal. That's all I could say. All mm. I know is that my friends who came are not vegetarians. Okay, they they do not. They were thinking curry, and they just came for me. All right, they were like, okay, we'll support what you guys are doing, but eh. they talked about that meal. They are talking about that meal to today. <laughs> I'm not joking. They were like. This is how it, I could. You mean they didn't go to me. they didn't go to Bollywood theater five times after that? <laughs> no, no, they were in it, Jen. You guys, it was amazing flavor. I'm talking from scratch. It was a fun time. Uh, that was sauces. at Dinden. That it was, was at, that's was a good at, spot. It was at the old Dinden. Yes, that is now called. I think there's actually an Indian pop up supper club that happens there. Yeah. A woman uses that. So, yes. Yeah. Lots of, see, so many things going around town. People are hearing like, what's this? What's that? There are so many different things happening, but I want to, again, just kind of narrow down what we're doing. So as these, you know, podcasts begin to air and we're, we're just highlighting, you know, everyone and what we're doing and getting people used to this concepts that I've been, you know, discussing for years, um, really, it's all about bringing people together to co-create and uh, share and heal and um, have community. And this section of uh, the cocoon is called the open kitchen. And this is all about teaching uh, chefs and bringing together chefs and naturopaths, uh, winemakers, any farmers, mm. all the agriculture together with the community to, to co-create together because when we can find out what people really want and need and, and the flavors that they're asking for, then we can start making those things that they need at the prices that they need um, in the environments that they need. And we need to get this type of eating out to everywhere because, you know, I would tell you that the issue is people eating healthy. It's easy just to go to somewhere quick, go to that, that fast food place. You're, you're, you're running late, you're working fast and you go pick up something fast to eat and you know, it's wreaking havoc on your body. But what if we could eat anywhere you ate, you knew that it was alkaline you knew that it was had all the nutrition in it. You knew that it was balanced, whether it's meat and vegetables or, or you know whatever it may be, or vegetarian, but that it was healthy and whole anywhere. I mean, now you're talking about a thriving society, and so we can do that. And there are people doing this. It's just that we have to all do it together. And so um, that's what our, our desire is, is to bring everyone together, to learn these things, to share in this wonderful food. I'm telling you guys, we have amazing times of food and drink and uh, 
you know, fun and, and music and dancing that is getting ready to happen here. We're gonna we're gonna throw down. <laughs> I mean, the fact that you're that you have this vision of chefs coming together with with naturopathic doctors and creating these imaginative menus and I mean that's what I love I love sitting down and tinkering with different flavor combinations and and seeing someone who I mean I just talked to somebody the other day who he's lived here for 10 years and he's never cooked a piece of salmon for himself and uh and I showed him there's many people who haven't done that. <laughs> but but just to see his eyes light up when he's I can't believe that you're doing this and this is so it's like mm. I take it for granted. I take for granted the things that I know right now, and I just want to keep like I'm hungry for more to be around people who can show me like this is how you, I want. I want to be around the chefs. Mm-hmm. You want to learn from other people. Oh, absolutely. See, so you were saying you get excited when we're talking about you know working with other chefs and teaching people how to uh, bring their skill and talent, but with truly health but every time someone we talk about health i have some friends that go well they're just you know the homeless and people aren't going to eat healthy if you if you you know this stuff you're talking about i'm like what kind of food do you think we're talking about and you also think right with with like a sense of ease and, and and effortlessness you know it's uh it doesn't have to be i mean it's it's not over our heads it's just it takes some if you like to sit down with yourself and and just be inspired and and pay attention you you gather you gather your materials, mm. you gather the inspiration, and then it all comes together. It really does. And, you know, um, the food we're talking about is food. And that's, I guess, what I have, like you said, taken for granted. I mean, like I keep saying, the stuff that we have made, I have seen other chefs make that is so flavorful, that is so nutritious because it's food. The, the, the food that people are eating is not food. Most of people don't actually know what real food is. They're eating processed everything. Even your food from, from what you think the stores, the grocery stores, are genetically modified. And when we say that, if it doesn't have a seed in it, do you know that it's been modified? If it doesn't have a seed, mm. did you know that bananas, real true bananas, the real bananas have seeds in them? Huh. So anything that doesn't actually have a seed has been has been genetically modified. It is not... I will say this, <laughs> what is what I have heard and what I have read and what I've studied is not the most beneficial to your body, okay? Because it doesn't have its source in it. It doesn't have it, the life force in it. Seeds are the life force. That's what brings life. It's from a seed. And also from the person too, because that, yeah. that permeates, so you, that chi, that positive chi, it just permeates out of the person. So the relationship, the closer that we get to the food, to the growing of the food, to seeing other people who are making those contributions, um, that all enhances the experience. Mm-hmm. Explain that again about, uh, you said it's about the person. I talked about seeds, but you said it's about the person. You mean bringing your whole self involved with with uh, you know eating the food, making the food? Your presence. Mm-hmm. I think it absolutely permeates the uh, the cooking experience. Uh, you make something once, you make it again. It's it comes out different, right? It's mm. your it's your chi, your attitude, your presence, your intention. You mean like that movie where they 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 were making food and it was like a potion, and you know she she. Uh, what is that <laughs> magic- movie? I forgot what it was called, but uh, no. And I'm 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 joking, uh, but that is real. Uh, I noticed that um, the intention of anything, and we'll get this is whole again getting into consciousness about it. We are conscious creators. We are, well, excuse me, we are creators. Being conscious creators is the goal. And that's what's not happening. We're not doing things consciously. We're just 
doing things. We're eating things. We're saying things. We're buying things. We're not being conscious. And that's the issue. When you're conscious and you put intention, and consciousness is not this, I've come and I've meditated for 25 years and I am now conscious. No, it's just being present. Right. And then for those of us who are aware, become hypervigilant because we need the support because there's this scale that is tipping because there's such an imbalance. There are extremes to, you know, the awareness and the lack of awareness. So we yes. just all need to get together and turn the page and then be on the same page. All right. So again, I think the real life examples are the best. So you, we were just talking about your friend who does the urban, uh, what do you call it? What's his, uh, what's his name of his, you were doing the he's urban like a, he's an He's an urban planner. And so he wants to, well, he's, he's a landscaper and he wants to, grow food on people's lawns and, and do that type of consulting. And mm -hmm. there are opportunities for him. He needs more support, you know. It's just not one pair of hands that goes into that type of work. It's hard work. Um, but he and I are connecting so that so that I can cook some dinners and, and we can build community. And he has a, a huge community um, of young families down in, in the, I think, the Lentz neighborhood. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and he wants to do um, support groups for people in recovery addictions so that so that they can be surrounded by healthier choices oftentimes when people are withdrawing from drugs and alcohol hmm. they turn to sugar and then of course that's their new addiction so it's you know why not turn them on to health supportive meals things that they've never had access to before and then they go home and 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 they're inspired and then you know it's like new new healthy addictions and obsessions Absolutely. yeah you know and again envisioning with that it's I envision these open kitchens where people coming together, learning about the food, cooking together, sharing together. Um, that in itself is a healing thing. You talk about getting off of drugs or homelessness or just people needing community. Why are we all? Why are we all in you know bars every other night? Well, because it's it's you feel warm. You feel warm there. You feel a sense of community. You're talking to people. It's not necessarily, you know, getting drunk out of your mind, but there's community happening. And so when we can create environments like that, that, that are, are more healing, positively charged. Yes. Yeah. I mean, gr really good alcohol. There's lots of people that make really good beers and, you know, uh, dis uh, 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 alcohols and, and wines uh, that are a step above. Just doing that alone, just taking it up a notch and being conscious with what you're eating um, in a in a healthy way, in a healing way, in a nurturing way, uh, really supports people. And so I keep saying all along, you guys, we have to do this together. And I say have to, we don't have to do anything. But, and if we want to see the change that we want to see happening in our lives, it was true when they said it, be that change. There's nothing that's gonna, that you can do outside of yourself that's going to change it. You have to change it in you first. You have to believe and trust in yourself and in your, your decisions, okay? Make a decision. Do you want what you want? Great. Now, how are you going to do that? Collaboration and cooperation is the key. You cannot do this alone. People go, well, I need help, and I'm not making any money at this job, but I have to work the job, but, so I can't do my dream. No, no. You you know, Jen, I have not made hardly any, if at all, sometimes money at all. But I've kept on with the focus that I believe in. I believe in this. I know this. Matter of fact, I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't. And I've attracted many people like yourself to myself who also have that desire to to 
create, to, to create their vision and their dreams. And you guys, when we do it together with wonderful organization and, and balance and care for one another without sucking time from each other, but actually doing it with, with a vision and structure and discipline, you guys, we can change all of this in no time. And so that is my desire is to bring everybody together. So again, we're, we're going to be doing various events, workshops. Uh, we have a thing called Meet the Makers where we're going to highlight all the people that are on this podcast show or podcast shows and bring people together, farmers and innovators, um, through mixers. And we're going to constantly co-create together. Um, that ends in, you know, community crowdfunding various aspects of these projects so we can highlight what you're doing what uh, what your friend is doing what others are doing and then how can we help one another and so that's what the cocoon platform is all about is is how can we support one another through our time our skills our skills and our talents uh, whether that be volunteer or exchange for dollars or what we call community credits or participation points uh, a new currency that we will discuss um, as time goes on and you know, any products and services that people have. When we put all those things in the mix, we're going to be able to do anything, you guys. So um, I'm just, I get excited about that. So you see my excitement? I just, I'm like, I, I've done this for so long. Come on, you guys, we can do it. So I just, again, say, you know, you guys, if you, if you have a vision, which you do, and you really want this, and you're having a hard time, and it's been a challenge, or you just want to accelerate what you're doing, come and share with us. Come and collaborate with us uh, how you can. And so uh, give us the ideas. Let's work together. Let's collaborate together. And it happens, uh, you know, locally. Then it happens regionally and nationally and globally. Everything happens with a seed first. And we are those seeds. And we can do anything and produce abundant fruit for people to partake of. So I'm ready for this. Jen, are you ready for this? I, it sounds sounds about time. It's about that time. <laughs> it is about that time. So let's do it again. Thank you, Jen, for being here today. Thank and, you very much. And being excited. I am so excited. And sharing your, your vision. I'm us. sharing. <laughs> All right. Much love. You've been listening to the Open Door podcast series. The Open Door is part of the Cocoon, the creative action centers of online open source networks. Tune in weekly, where we share ideas on consciousness, health, and creativity. Together, we are taking action where the 99% transform into 100%.